and Amarin has always been committed to customer service, but not in a way that they are today. And I think that our leadership today truly understands and is committed to putting the customer first. You're listening to the Baldwin Life Podcast, episode number 24. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Baldwin Life Podcast. For those of you who don't know, my name is Kirsten Hostetler. I'm the Director of Marketing and Communication here in the city of Baldwin. And today's topic we're going to be diving into is all about utilities and specifically about electric. We actually have a guest today from Ameren, Missouri. We are going to be welcoming shortly to the podcast Paige Selby, who's a Customer Relationship Manager for Ameren. And she's going to be talking about a lot of the questions that we receive here at the city of Baldwin from you all, from the residents. Um, We obviously don't handle the utilities ourselves. And so while we're very happy and and willing to answer as much, uh, answer as many questions as we can and point people in the right direction, ultimately residents, if they have an issue with their power, need to go to the source. So we are excited to bring uh, Paige to the podcast to answer some of those questions, to talk about some of the other projects that Amarin is working on. She actually goes into quite a bit of detail about some of the things that they are planning for for the future, which is fascinating. So you're going to want to listen to this whole episode to see what Amarin has uh, coming down the pipeline. So we will not make you wait any longer. We'll go ahead and welcome Paige to the Baldwin Life podcast. All right, Paige, thanks so much for being here and welcome to the Baldwin Life Podcast. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. So before we really jump into everything about Amarin that we're excited to tackle today, why don't you just give our audience a brief introduction of who you are? Yes, thank you. I'm Paige Selby and I am a customer relationship manager with Amarin, Missouri, and I have responsibility for connecting with communities throughout the St. Louis metropolitan area and Baldwin's one of my favorites. Well, we're really excited to have you here, um, me especially, because as we were talking before we hit record, I don't have a very deep understanding of utility companies and how they work. So um, Andy and I are excited to have you here to kind of break that down for our audience, who I would assume is in the same boat as me, who doesn't necessarily understand the ins and outs of the company. So why don't you go ahead and start with that? Um, What does the structure of Ameren look like and what's something that our residents should know about that? Okay, so Ameren Corporation has both Ameren, Illinois and Ameren, Missouri, and obviously we are in the territory for Ameren, Missouri that serves 1.2 million customers throughout the state of Missouri um, in our specific territories, um, including the Metro St. Louis area. And we have uh, a unique, I think, business model in that not only do we answer to customers and our shareholders, but also to the Public Service Commission, So, which the P. Um, so they regulate us. We're, re- we're regulated utility, um, and they they basically tell us, you know, things that we should be doing and things that we can do. And one of those things is we are required to treat all of our customers the same. So, so I think sometimes in businesses, people say, well, I can do this for my customer um, because it's a it's a it's the right thing to do, or it's it's a good thing to do for business. Mm-hmm. Um, and and a lot of times we want to do those same things, but we have to get public service commission approval. We can't just go out and always make those kinds of decisions to do one thing for one community, for example, and not do it for another community. We do for one, we have to do for all. 
No, that's helpful, especially as someone who doesn't know a lot about utility companies. And I think you said you haven't even been at Ameren all that long. So this is all kind of new to you as you were learning your role in that company as well. Right. It was very, it's been really interesting to me not having a utility background to come in and understand the utility industry as a whole and how Ameren, Missouri fits in there. Yeah, very interesting. Okay, and what was your background before this? Before this, uh, I've had a varied background. I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do when I grow up, I, I think. So, Aren't we but, all? <laughs> yes, yes. I uh, started a career in banking uh, way back when I graduated from college, and I've done some training. I was vice president of employee development and also marketing initiatives for Mercantile Bank of Illinois. And then I took the opportunity to stay home with my children for a few years, and while while I was doing that I started a home decorating business that I still have a partnership in so and then one day I just decided that I loved corporate America and I was interested in what was going on with the utility industry and here I am so I think a big part of my job uh, I came in at a point that Ameren was kind of refocusing and Ameren has always been committed to customer service but not in a way that they are today and I think that our leadership today truly understands and is committed to putting the customer first and doing what it takes to think customer. In fact, that's at the, the, the top of our pyramid of mm -hmm. our strategy is think customer and how can we put the customer's needs first? How can we develop within our utility uh, system and, and within all of the systems that we use to deliver power? How can we continue to think customer and put those customer needs first? Well, I think that that's really evident in the fact that you're sitting down here with us today. Um, and you know that we've developed a relationship as the city with the utility company over the last few years. So thanks again for coming here and being willing to have that conversation with our residents and answer some of the questions that we hear from them from time to time. So it's working. Great. And we, I, like I said, I so appreciate the opportunity to do that because my role really is to develop partnerships with our municipalities, with our elected officials, so that that partnership is there when we need each other. Absolutely. And I really think it's just sitting down at the table and understanding what the city's needs are and understanding how Ameren can partner with the city to help make those things come true for you all. Absolutely. Well, um, I know one of the very first questions that we're going to start with, because we get this a lot, when people think electric companies, the first thing I think of is when the power is not there, mm -hmm. um, instead of you know being thankful for all the times that it is there. So let's just say, for example, the power goes out. Um, what is the first thing that Baldwin residents should really be aware of and should be doing during that process? The first thing I would like people to know at this time is that we have a one-way power system, which means we deliver power to your home, but it doesn't mean that your meter can talk back to us. Mm -hmm. So we don't always know when your power is out. If it's large equipment, then we know that. But the first thing, if you do experience an outage, and of course I just have to throw in that we have wonderful reliability and the average customer experiences less than one outage a year. But if you are experiencing an outage, the best thing that you can do is let us know. So either call us at our toll-free number, which is 800-552-7583. You can report it to us through the web, online. You can report it through our mobile app, which I highly encourage everybody to put that mobile app on your phone because it's an amazing tool that will give you so many resources right there at your fingertips. 
Um, and once you've reported the outage to us, and, and we want to know all kinds of outages. So if the, we especially want to know if there's a safety concern like down wires sure. or a, a tree limb on that. That you know that's that's usually why you're going to lose power is something has affected those lines, and we need to know where it is so that we can send our crews to the right location. Then once you've reported it to us, and we would be happy to take your phone number and let you know through the process where we're at. And that's another way that I just think our mobile app is a great tool. You can download that, you can report the outage to us, and then you can register saying, yes, I want to get a text alert mm -hmm. and I want to get an update on this. You can also just check, uh, there's a place to check on the mobile app, just click on outage map, and you can look at the entire uh, map of Missouri, all 1.2 million customers in the area that we serve. And it'll show you of those 1.2 million customers, here's the total mm -hmm. number of customers without power right now. And then you can uh, kind of scroll over to a, a map, a graphic mm -hmm. of a map, where we've got dots to show you where those outages are. So you can check in and see that, oh gosh, I see there's a lot of outages in the Baldwin area or in the South County area or West County area, or I'm the only one affected by mm -hmm. this outage. And you can also click on that. You can zero in on um, the the, uh, the geographic dot and it will give you updated information and we've equipped our our crews in the field with iPads so that when they get out there then they can say I've arrived you know a crew's arrived mm -hmm. and it'll update um, when they uh, discover what the problem is then they'll put that on there so so it's a way mm -hmm. that you know I I want to know what's going on and I don't want to keep calling the hotline and this way I can get the information I can check it on my phone we update every six minutes if there's information to be updated so it's updated regularly when there's information to provide I will say that it is a very powerful piece of technology mm -hmm. um, I remember one time like you said I haven't really had very many power outages but there was one time um, that we did and that was the first thing that my husband and I did is we jumped on the app and we pulled it up um, and before we even called to report it we could see that it had already been reported that you were already responding yes. so it was just so helpful for us to be like oh okay like it's already being taken care of nothing to worry about um, and I would I would also say that um, for anyone who's listening who would claim that they're not good at technology it's a really easy app to use yes. um, and you do get a lot of great information so if you it's, haven't downloaded it, it yet I would encourage our listeners to do that thank you and it's a free app it's pretty much one click you can go in and 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 kind of communicate with the app as much as you want you can go in and you can enter your account number you can enter um, some alerts and sign up for different messages and things that you want to receive from that um, you can get you can also you know get your alerts through email um, or text you can sign up for weekly cost summaries um, you can get your monthly cost and usage thresholds um, so in addition to the outer center it's got a lot of other great things that I use for example for me personally um, I get a weekly cost summary so it tells me that for this number of days of usage here's what your bill is so far and here's what you're expected if I continue on that path then here's my expected bill at the end of the month because you know your bill is directly tied to how much usage you consume or how what your usage is mm -hmm. how much electricity you consume so and I, I think sometimes people get aggravated at how high their bill is and we forget that 
that we're the ones that, that created that. And, and it may right. be because you have teenagers in the house like <laughs> I do. Um, but when I get that alert and I say, whoa, we've already used, you know, what I wanted to spend on electricity for the month. So going around turning everybody's TVs off or planning for that. Um, and then again, I can set a monthly cost or a monthly threshold that I don't want to pay this. I don't, uh, this is the most I want to pay for my electric. And when I hit it, then it sends me a text and said, hey, you're almost there. Mm -hmm. Or an email that says, you know, you're, you're close to that threshold. You're going to hit it. So you better change your habits. Yeah. So, I had no idea that that was even an yeah, option on that's there. That's a pretty yes. cool feature. So. Yeah. It's very cool. I also get a reminder when my bill is due. I was one of those that was a little leery about not having a paper bill in mm -hmm. front of me. I'm old school. And when they said, no, you know, we, we've got paperless billing and that's a great thing. And I said, but how am I going to remember to pay it if I don't get that in the mail? So it sends me a note. I can go on the app. I can hit a button. It is just so easy. Easy. I was also concerned that I wouldn't be able to see what my usage was, but like I said, every week I get that automatically. So it, it's just a great tool. As someone who really likes to budget and plan ahead, I think that that's a, a tool I will be using a lot in the great. future. So I'm glad to learn that. I learned something today great. already and we're not even very far into the podcast. Um, so that's kind of the stuff that you guys work on on an ongoing basis. What are some projects that maybe you have coming up in the future or initiatives that um, Amarant's been working on lately? Oh, this is one of my favorite things to talk about because this is another thing that I realized when I came to Amarant is we are constantly looking to the future. So, and, and not just in Missouri, not just our energy future, but globally. And we have, um, we, we created something that we call our innovation center or our hub. And the purpose of that is to provide customers new meaningful ways to save money, to save energy, to have more control, to positively impact our environment. Um, it's, it's amazing the things that are happening in our, you know, just in, in our world today and how all, so many of those things are touched by electric usage. Um, some things that we're studying over there right now are ways that we can have connected communities. So things like high-speed broadband, uh, public safety, you know, with, with possibly cameras, um, maybe helping people find a parking space. You know, how can, how can we utilize the equipment that we have in municipalities to help you guys take advantage of some things to help your communities be more connected, like Wi-Fi? Um, I think Ameren is, is actually positioned to be um, a real partner with municipalities and, and, and communities where we're going to be able to help you guys um, with data, um, and and just you know smart street lights is another thing that just uh, popped into my head that you know if, if you, you don't need street lights on all the time uh, municipalities all everybody knows that a street light uh, you know is, is a safety uh, feature for your community but nobody really likes uh, to pay for that many street lights mm -hmm. it's one of the things I hear all the time is our street light bill is so high in our municipal budget um, so maybe we you know there are street lights that turn on when they're needed um, and turn or, or dim when they're not uh, being used. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's just, you know, less intensive streetlights. There, there's just so many things that, you know, that are possible out there that we could do that uh, our teams are studying right now. 
and robotic applications, um, you know, things that, that we'll be using technology for in the future, uh, digital customer experience, electrification, those are things that we're studying. Uh, we have a charge ahead program um, for electric vehicles. And I know, you know, the, I've talked with the city officials as well as we've talked with uh, local businesses about putting charging stations in, available to the public, maybe in parks. Um, at you know at public buildings where people can utilize that, uh, we're also looking at electrification of, of larger equipment like forklifts for our large commercial and industrial customers. Um, we're you know working by state recently announced uh, that they're going to electrification of buses, so we're going to be working with them um, to make wow. sure that they have the power that they need to be able to charge all those electric buses. So renewable choice is another program that you know we know people and we're just as committed to it as our customers with renewable energy and we are uh, we're creating a program right now for cities and for large customers where they'll have the choice of the energy usage and they can actually choose to purchase up to a hundred percent of their average average energy usage from completely renewable resources so the, you know we just got some wonderful things that are that are on the horizon that we're planning for all the time um, we're also looking from an economic development perspective um, part of our new smart energy plan which I'm I really am anxious to talk about but part of that is an economic development incentive rate for expanding businesses but also attracting new businesses to the area because we know that when large companies are looking to relocate areas the quality of the power and the resources that are available is one of the things that they look at and we take that very seriously in planning for the future as well so um, all of those things sound incredibly exciting, and I can't wait to hear more about like, I mean, just like, you know, the charging stations for the cars, the Wi-Fi, there's so many really great things, um, which obviously we don't have time to go into super in-depth about each of those, but where can people go to learn more? Like, is there a great way or an easy way for residents to stay up to date with how you're coming on those projects? There is. Our website is just a phenomenal resource for that. And it's funny because we even joke internally and say, you know, if you want the best, most up-to-date information, we share it with the public through the website. So AmarinMissouri.com. And then, for example, if you want more information about our renewables, then slash renewables. If you want more information about our, you know, our outage center slash outages. So whatever you're interested in, you can search for it or you can do your forward slash and then the topic that you're interested in and get more information. Um, electric vehicles is another one. There's lots of information out there on that. And we actually have some experts at Ameren um, that are studying. They, they've been working with the governor's uh, initiative on that um, for how that's going to be rolled out and making some suggestions and how we think we can be a part of that. Um, looking at electrification, I, I found out, uh, you know, through a pilot project that we did in our department, we had the opportunity to drive an electric vehicle. And I found out that there's a real thing called range anxiety. And I, I experienced that when I got in that all-electric vehicle for the first time and had to drive to another office. And I thought, oh my goodness, it's what if I don't make it? What if I play the radio? And, and what if I've got the air conditioning on and I've only got a hundred miles of range to get there and mm. if I break down it's not like I can call you know somebody to bring me gas how, right. how am I going to get out of it so I drove from one office to the next on one of the hottest days last summer with no air conditioning and just sweating <laughs> and no radio and, it, and I get there and it was like a 15 mile um 
commute and I literally used 15 miles to get there but I realized after that I that anxiety that I had about whether or not it was going to make it there mm-hmm. um, was a real thing yeah. and I think once I got over that I'm totally sold on electric vehicles mm-hmm. now and we're working with electric vehicle manufacturers uh, a lot of the car companies uh, and local dealerships as well to try and offer incentives to customers that Nissan did that last year and offered a $10,000 I'm sorry I think it was two years ago but they offered an incentive package for Ameren customers um, so we're, we're you know figuring out how we can help those uh, businesses as well as customers be able to afford those things because it's better for everybody it's yeah. better for our environment well I think um, my list of future podcast episodes with you has just grown by about <laughs> six to eight great and uh, I'll get we'll bring extra- you back on anytime you know that we have updates about any of those things that sounds like something that our residents would love to learn more about. I was just going to say it'd be great for me to be able to get some experts in here that really know what they're talking about and and could really give uh, some guidance on that. So one of the notes that I just took while you were um, talking about all those projects that you said you were excited to talk more about was the Smart Energy Plan. So do you want to take a moment and explain what that is? Absolutely. So the Smart Energy Plan was made possible by the new energy law that was approved this year by the Missouri State Legislature, and it has a lot of benefits attached to it. So the first part of that was a 6% rate cut, which took effect August 1st for all customers. And that was part of the corporate tax uh, incentives, you know, that that came into play. We didn't have a way, we didn't have a mechanism to be able to give that rate cut back to our customers without going through a rate review. So that's one of the first things that we were able to implement and we were ready to go and gave it back to customers immediately. So everybody experienced that rate cut. Um, In addition to that, there's a rate freeze. So base electric rates will be frozen through April of 2020. So there cannot be a rate increase or at least until April of 2020. And even then, for the first time ever, rate caps will be in place to control the size of any future increases for the life of the plan. So that is going to make hopefully rates more predictable and more stable for people Mm -hmm. that are trying to budget, like you said, like all of us. So... Um, Another part of that is smart energy infrastructure. So we have a very reliable grid. We have some of the best reliability in the nation, but we also know that our our infrastructure is aging like everything is. Mm -hmm. And we know that we we need to update and upgrade some of our infrastructure as well as incorporate new sources of clean energy. So this a smart energy plan allows us to do that. It allows us to commit a billion dollars over the next five years to those upgrades, to what, what we know needs to be done to do that and to improve reliability. It also helps us um, offer, like I mentioned earlier, incentives for companies that expand or build new facilities in Missouri so that it makes it a more attractive place to do business. And that's our through our economic development incentive rate. So like I said, just some great things that we know uh, that we're able to unlock because of that, uh, the passage of that energy law and allowed us to, to implement the smart energy plan. 
a light bulb just went off in my head because I'm sitting with the economic developer for the city of Baldwin. So yes. this sounds like another great partnership and, you know, something that you could offer to businesses who are looking at doing that in Baldwin even. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah. And that's actually even a great segue into our energy efficiency programs that we offer both businesses and residents. And we have, it's something that I don't know that all businesses and residents know that we have available. It's also on our website. And I drop off uh, little pads, uh, tear sheets, at City Hall here that people can come in, especially if they're looking at doing any kinds of upgrades. It, we always have um, HVAC if they're looking at replacing um, heating or cooling systems, and it seems like as we go from one season to the next, people are looking at that. We even have a rebate that if you uh, use one of our, our, our uh, certified contractors, um, you can have them do a kind of a tune-up, and there's a rebate on that as well. But if they're looking to buy any kind of new equipment for businesses, you know, I don't know that um, they truly understand all of the resources that are, or the rebates that are available there as well because data centers and IT systems in addition to new construction but if they're looking at replacing any motors or compressed air systems um, water heaters anything that businesses are looking to replace I encourage them to visit our website and look and see if the project that they are are considering if there's rebate money available because there's a lot of money available and and, and we're giving it out every day we want to give more out every day um, those that are eligible for those types of rebates are nonprofit organizations. I don't know if they know that they're available. Um, schools, healthcare, large and small businesses, as well as you know government agencies. So there's there's I know you guys are taking advantage of some programs with the new um, city hall and buildings are, yes. that you're doing. I know that there's uh, lighting incentives, and, and that that's even some retrofitting that we've done with with several municipal buildings as well. Where and we've got some great experts that can pretty much walk in and walk through the building and say, "Hey, you could replace those. You could replace those. There's a rebate on that right now." And they'll do that through any business. You're, they're they're always willing to come out and walk through, and and they they know how, what to look for, mm -hmm. and they can make suggestions for you. And they also are so familiar with the rebates that they know what kinds of things would give you that kind of a payback sure. or how long it would be how long of a payback but I know that lighting with LED lighting right now is is a great uh, payback a quick payback for mm -hmm. people so uh, yeah so anybody that would be interested in that again go to our website um, it, it'll put you in touch with a contractor that can come out and do that um, also you can go into um, into the the uh, residential side of it and you can put in your zip code and it will even show Show you where to get discounted light bulbs mm -hmm. in the Baldwin area. What retailers have that, and we're and we're and you know it's, it's been some bo big box retailers in the past, but we also have made them available through Dollar Tree and Goodwill and St. Vincent de Paul. So they're available everywhere, and those are instant rebates where you don't have to fill out any kind of rebate paperwork on it. We just have discounted the price to that retailer, and you just get the benefit of it. So. That sounds like a great resource that um, even on the City of Baldwin's website, I'll make sure that we put some links on like our business development page so that great. if businesses are listening to this and really interested, they can find those links to your website really easily. Um, and I'll, I'll, as always, I'll make sure I put those in the show notes for this 
for this episode as well. But um, That'd be great. In addition to the lighting, the other thing that I'll mention that I just took advantage of is smart thermostats. And I don't know if everybody has kind mm, of yes. started to go that way with your home energy management systems, but smart thermostats, we're doing a $50 rebate on those right now. So if you haven't, you know, if you, if you still have an old thermostat or even a programmable thermostat, these smart uh, thermostats are, are going to enable so many other smart functions in homes where companies are expanding. I, I just we have the nest at my home mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah is that what you have too so I was just reading the other day where now they're they're introducing a security system and a the lighting system and the doorbell system and the rep was telling me that when I go to leave my house in the morning now I can pretty much just get in my car and I my home will soon be able to know that I've left for the day and turn off my lights and turn uh, up or down my thermostat you know depending on how I'm going to say money that season um, open and close my garage door my doorbell will will see me leave and recognize that it's me so I mean you know the future of how we're going to utilize these things is, is amazing and so we're, we're going to the Jetsons level we here soon are. I think isn't that the truth so <laughs> so exciting. you know starting with those home energy management systems is another thing that we're studying all the time too but right now if you haven't taken the plunge then that smart thermostat we're going to give you $50 if you want to put one of those in your home Nice. Yeah, that's something that um, I I do not have at home, but you said you do, and mm-hmm. you. All right, we were really liking. We noticed oh. a almost instant savings, and then once we once we figured out how to program it, right, it was really pretty nice. So. Yeah, us too, and I love too that. And, and same thing with me. I just needed a little bit of a little tiny tutorial on how to program mm-hmm. it because I thought it was pretty adept at programming our previous one. So just figuring out which button to hit. But then once you do that, and you realize you're not stuck with that, you can come in and adjust it very easily. Oh yeah, you and, can manually adjust it. I mean, we do absolutely. That home, so. And my husband will kind of mess with me and sit in the chair and do it from his phone. <laughs> yeah. While I'm up and manually adjusting it, so so I mean it's just got great applications and all of those energy efficiency um, things are, are part of the investment that we're making in energy efficiency as part of our transition to cleaner energy to make it more cost effective, make it more environmentally responsible. So our current proposal that we have right now, we're we're transitioning out of one proposal and and into a new one, but it includes 26 programs that'll have about 285 million dollars in rebate. And the intention is to save 2 billion kilowatt hours of energy, which is about 319,000 cars, the equivalent of taking that many cars off the road. So that's a huge commitment. And, and, you know, we're happy to be part of that. Again, we're happy to partner with residents on that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, So I have another question that... uh, I want to make sure that we address at some point today because I think it's an important topic. Even though we live in West County, um, there are families who aren't as affluent as maybe the general population out here. And so I wonder if there's any kind of program, I mean, you're talking about all these other incentives and rebates and other things you're doing. Do you have any sort of program to help the families who need assistance with their electric bill? We do. We have so many programs through our energy assistance department. And I encourage anybody that is struggling to pay their bill, we understand that. And I encourage them just to reach out and talk to us. Um, You know, We have lots of programs in place. I take advantage of budget billing because 
my usage you know fluctuates throughout the year so with budget billing I know what it's going to be every month um, we will set up payment arrangements if, if you have a particularly high bill we can set up payment arrangements with you to pay that bill off over time um, if you're struggling and and you really need uh, the assistance of an agency again because we are required to treat all of our customers the same we can't discount for people sure. but we regularly contribute to heat up st louis uh, to cool down st louis to other uh, assistance agencies that customers can visit and they they literally make money available to them and help them pay it and then also help them get on the right track for future success so uh, we have um, you know education that we like to share with people too and this is a big initiative that we're doing in the schools right now is not only energy efficiency but energy conservation where again you know helping people understand that if you don't like your energy bill then and it's based on your usage so take a look at where what you're using it for and is there a way that you can conserve more energy and that in turn will reduce your bill so again I, I encourage everybody we have a great keeping current program uh, where we want to continue to work with people and it's not just a call us one time and we're done we will continue to work with you because we want everybody to be successful Great. I'll make sure I um, link up to some of those resources in the Great. show notes. So if it, like, anybody wants to find more about the heat up or cool down St. Louis or any of those things, um, we'll make those that information available. I just think it's an important topic it is. Um, to address and make sure if there's anybody listening who's who finds themselves in that boat, that there there are resources. And you available. never know when you're going to be in that boat. Yeah. So. Yeah, it could be not this month, and then a couple of things happen, and then all of a sudden next month you're in a totally different position. So that's right. And I think we again we just want to partner with people. Just give us a call, and you know, let us know what's going on, and then you know, let us help find a solution that works for you. And see, I think that all of this ties back so nicely to what we were talking about at the beginning, like with the big customer service initiative that Amarin has has been making lately, is that you're not just this big corporation that doesn't care about the people that you're serving, that you are investing in these relationships and trying to reach out on a community level um, to really help people. So, I mean, just even those examples right there are perfect uh, that's a perfect example of what you're talking about there. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think so, too. And like I said, since I've come to work for Ammer, and I, I just feel very blessed to be able to to educate people and share the great things that Ameren is doing in our communities because I'm I'm an Ameren customer too. I you know I'm a consumer. I, I have bills I have to pay too. Mm-hmm. And when I see that there are programs that make my life easier, then I always just want to share that with other people. So I, I consider it a privilege to be able to do that. So thank you. So another thing that I think would be important to address um, for people who are listening today is the difference between what Baldwin can do for residents and what we have to direct residents to Ameren and get their questions answered. Because that's a question that we get a lot here and phone calls that we receive a lot to City Hall is, um, can you fix my streetlights or my power is out? Um, You know, there's a whole bunch of different things um, that we get calls about and we want to be able to educate our residents that while we're here to help them and support them and represent them, that they're, we're not always the best person to answer that question. So yes. can you talk about specifically, I know streetlights is a big one in Baldwin that you know we are here to help them, but we can't actually 
solve that problem for them. Right. And and I appreciate that too. That's another way that we want to partner. And, and really there's no, I, I know sometimes residents feel like, oh, I go to the city for this, mm-hmm. but there, sometimes there's no reason for the city to be the middleman on that. They can just call us directly. So to report a straight light, um, the best thing that they can do is get a picture or get a, um, a write down what the street light number is. And I believe that we have this information for you guys to put on your website if it's not already out there. Um, I came out and took a picture of like what a street light tag looks like. And if they can get a get that street light number off that pole and, and, and there are there's different numbers on there. Um, there'll be like a pole number, mm-hmm. which is usually on a small silver tag, but then there's also a larger tag. And over the years they look different, mm-hmm. but it usually will have a B in front of it for balling and then a light number after that. And if they can write that number down and give that to us, then that will help us go directly to that light and know that that light is out. Um, what is, what's a little frustrating sometimes is somebody says, oh, there's a street light out on Manchester. And so we are, you know, we're, we're trying to narrow down where that's located. Out which one of exactly. the hundreds. Yeah. Right. Or there might be two in a block mm-hmm. and they, they tell us there's a street light out and we get there and there's actually two. Well, which one is it? Right. So, so it will save us a lot of time and, and allow us to get more <laughs> street lights back on if we don't have to spend so much time on each one. But yeah, they can provide the specific location, the specific light number. That would be great if they can call it in to our construction department, which is 800 and we they can call it in 24 hours a day seven days a week so if you're driving around at night at 11 o'clock and you realize there's a street light out just call us right then and let us know and we'll send a crew out we we try to get crews out within seven days um depends on what other work if, if there's storms or other things going on but normal course of business is we try to get that repaired within seven days um, if it's still not repaired within seven days uh, then let us know uh, but typically uh, if it's not repaired within seven days, it means there's a bigger problem than just changing the streetlight fixture. And as you all, as you know, we're that's another big initiative that we've done is we've gone from our old mercury vapor lights to uh, LED lights. Mm-hmm. So, which is saving money, it's saving energy. Uh, we're not going to have, have to come out and change those as often. The the bulb life is going to be longer. So. So that's a great initiative, um, but there's also kind of a learning curve with with everybody understanding the the difference in an LED and the different color temperature and um, wattage of wattage equivalent of those street lights uh, compared to what they're used to now. So I hear a lot that uh, you know, oh, we love it because it's so much bright, and then somebody else says, oh gosh, it's not, it's it's a wider light, not as warm as the light that we had before. But we feel confident. We we had a, a wonderful committee, uh, again, with some very talented uh, people that looked at numerous different companies and vendors and, and talked to uh, the experts at the Dark Sky Society and looked at all of the environmental benefits as well as environmental, you know, what, what people would call challenges mm-hmm. um, with changing all of the streetlights to LEDs. And I think long term, there's no question it's the right thing to do. So we, we just have to help educate people. on that so there's also information on our website about that as well um so i know that i've asked a lot of questions and we talked a lot of uh, different topics so maybe you've already answered this question in some of your other answers but what is something that if you could tell ball and residents 
that you wish that they knew um, that would either make your job easier or make just operating Ameren easier or make their lives easier even? (laughs) I think probably, um, again, just partner with us. Um, One of the biggest things that we do to try to prevent outages is tree trimming. And I know everybody loves their trees. I love my trees too. But if you've got a tree that is affecting a power line, and then we have to come out and trim it. We spend $45 million a year trimming trees that we do not own. Mm -hmm. So that... (laughs) that you know and that's just that's a crazy amount of money but we know it's something that has to be done to prevent outages it would be a lot more if the trees were falling into the power lines a lot more money spent doing that that's absolutely true and that initiative came about after there were some significant storms in you know 2005 2006 and a lot of customers still remember those times Mm -hmm. and after that the public service commission in Ameren said we need to get more aggressive with tree trimming Mm -hmm. and we have staff of, of certified arborists that guide that and work with when we hire contractors they work with the contractors to make sure that all of the trees are trimmed according to Ameren's guidelines and we never want to take down a tree unless we have to Um, they're very concerned about the health of the trees so you know a lot of times it may not look as aesthetically pleasing but the tree can survive you know with the way that that it's trimmed now if the customer you know doesn't appreciate that then they can talk with our tree trimmers about that about additional options but I think um, you know just the tree trimming continues to be something that that people partner with us on it let us know Um, you know it's something that is we're doing it to help prevent outages for 1.2 million customers throughout Missouri and we understand that tree is important in your yard because it's it's important in my yard too but when there's power lines involved then then that has to come first so Absolutely. I think also um, I, I want people to know that we are always looking to the future you know other things that we're doing um, with renewable energy like the microgrid that we built in Ameren Illinois with in conjunction with the University of Illinois where we're looking at seamless transition to uh, in the event of an outage seamless transition to other alternative power sources right now we have we're and we're installing all kinds of equipment talking about projects that our smart energy plan is going to unlock. Uh, we're doing lots of projects where we're upgrading wire, upgrading lines, um, putting in new equipment uh, to allow us to switch so that if something would happen on one line, then we can switch customers to another line and your power stays on. Now you may see a little blink when we make that switch. Mm-hmm. What we're studying with our microgrid is the seamless transition of that. So we can switch from solar to wind to, you know, to battery storage. I mean, these are things that the microgrid has incorporated, and 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 it just makes that seamless transition. And that's what we're seeing for the future. So, and I, I encourage anybody that gets up that way, you can drive by that, um, and it's just really neat to see all of those those renewable sources working together with solar, wind, um, natural gas, and then again, again the battery storage. Yeah, that's fantastic. Lots of great projects mm-hmm. going nice. that way. Um, well, I feel like we're kind of coming to the end, about ready Great. to wrap up, but I want to make sure um, for anybody who was listening earlier that maybe didn't catch it, um, could you repeat maybe like the customer service, like the main line or your Absolutely. website or where people should go for, for more information from Ameren? Absolutely. And, and again, all of this is on our website, AmerenMissouri.com, um, to report power outages or wires down or any kind of emergency service or your streetlights. We would appreciate you calling one 800 552 
888-7583. And again, we've got people there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So call us anytime. And I think I would just like to close by by thanking you uh, for giving me the opportunity to talk about Amron's dedication to operating in a sustainable manner. While it's important to us to deliver superior customer value and investing in the future. Absolutely. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. It's been great to have you. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode of the Baldwin Life podcast. And I have to say, if there is ever an episode where we needed to visit the show notes to recap some of the things that we talked about, today's episode would probably be the one. We talked about a lot of things with Paige today, um, from rebates for businesses as well as residents here in Baldwin, um, their energy assistance programs, reporting uh, street light or just regular power outages, the new initiatives and plans that Amron's working on as far as clean and smart energy goes. Uh, so many topics to, to learn more about. And I'll make sure I hook up um, all of the links in the show notes for all those topics today. Um, you can find those show notes at www.balwin.mo.us forward slash podcast. And while you're there on that page, you'll also see something at the bottom, a link to sign up for the City of Baldwin's email newsletter. Um, that's a great place where you can get a lot more information from the city. We actually send that newsletter out twice a month, um, and we often include links to future podcast episodes. So if you're looking for a way to make sure that you're notified when a new podcast comes up, um, signing up for that newsletter is one of the ways you can do that. The other way, obviously, is to go ahead and subscribe to this show wherever you're listening to podcasts. Um, if you're in the Apple Podcast or iTunes Store, you can do there. Um, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you're listening, go ahead and hit subscribe. Take a minute and, and leave a rating and review if you wouldn't mind as well. Uh, I think that's all we have for today. So as always, and until next time, continue to enjoy the ball in life.